Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? It's for jugglers and jugglets. Listening to the best best friends podcast in the world. Who do you think you are? I am. Yo, welcome back, everybody. Did it. We made it all the way to 200. Oh, 200. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 200. Just yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Somehow, some way, we made it to 200. I don't know how we did it, Tom, but we're here. We are here. We're drinking beer. Get used to it. There you go. Hey, that, that kind of worked. Yeah. We're here. Like we're drinking beer. Get used to it. We're just not going to make any merch with that whatsoever. No. Nope. Not no. at all. No. Don't want that. Don't want that heat. Mm-mm. No, you know what? What we're going to do is we're going to say we're going to make merch out of it, and then we're never going to do it. We're never going to follow through. Nope. I mean, that's all of our merch, though. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. I've been talking about going. glassware for... 150 episodes. <laughs> 200 guys. We've we've come a long way. Uh yeah. still no merch. <laughs> we can get it. We can do it. I just need to figure out a way to combine our revenue sources. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to we'll we'll take this offline, Dan. We'll take this offline. Yeah, it's corporate speech. Corporate speech. Corporate speech. Let's take this. Let's take this offline. Take this offline. You're gonna take this offline. We're gonna go to the back office to talk about this. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Welcome back to the greatest podcast to exist in the history of podcasts. It's your internationally acclaimed Cindy Crawford approved podcast of hops, high fives. Whoop, nope, there it is. And friendship. We switched it up again. Now I'm all thrown off. You know what? I and I have my desk set up like this too, Mm. and I'm I I have to keep going like this too. Let's. There it is. There, ah, there it yeah. is. What's up, Tom? That's better. Much better. This <laughs> oh, is, it's so good. much more natural. Um, and friendship. I'm your host, the Crispiest of Boys, the crowd killer of Crispies. It's got to be something different because I can't go the Crispiest of Boys to the crowd killer of Crispies. It's too much crispy. It's too much crispy. Too much crisp. I don't, mm. I don't know, man. We'll figure it out. We'll work on it. Okay. Uh, it's Tom. And I'm your other host. I'm not going to change it because I don't want to keep debating it every week. Uh, it's the Hot Master General. It's the Royers Ford Rattlesnake. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. You got Dan here. All right, everybody. And it is, um, I was thinking about this tonight. Um what were you thinking about, Tom? We're barely, barely into 2020 hard four. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how the hell are we going to get through this whole year? Already slowing down for you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thought okay, I, Tom. Thought I'm I knew okay. a lot more hardcore than I do. 
apparently. I we, keep thinking we know of things. a lot of core. We have yeah. to just we have to dive into all the cores, man. Is it is it all the cores? Do we just encumber like do we go like do we encumber like crab core, vibe core? Yeah. Everything. Let's do it. Every it's just That's what we were talking about before. We we're like, hey, we're even gonna have math core in here. Okay. All right. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Uh yeah. I think that's the only way we're gonna get through the year. We yeah, can't just pigeonhole hold ourselves into hardcore. I know. That's why I said we have to do all the cores, man. All right. I'm for it. I'm for it. Core va- core values. Core values. Hardcore values. Yep. Hard four values. Hard four values. Um, all right, everybody. Uh, it is 2020 hard four, and we are the best best friends podcast in the world, and we are starting right now. Man, so gnarly. Oh. Man, I wanna I wanna tear up my basement right now. I wanna throw this Pilates ball out the window. Ooh, a little breakdown. And it just picks right back up. Love it. How do you not love a, a hardcore song called Sincerely Hated? <laughs> nope, still going. I hit pause. Stop. There you go. There we are. All right. We're Isn't back. Chad straight edge too? I I, I yes. love the amount of sh- like straight edge, like hardcore references we're going to make while we have a craft beer podcast. Just I'm, be like, aren't they straight edge too? <laughs> I mean, Dan, think about it. If you were if If you were edge, wouldn't you hate a lot of things too? Wouldn't you just be filled with hate? Yeah, you're like the straight edge guy of like craft beer, just like hating on hazies and so. <laughs> I'm just, I just mean like if you were edge and like you were like, I'm not doing drugs, I'm not drinking alcohol. A drop of alcohol has never touched these lips. Yeah, you're either in a hardcore band or you're Tom Cruise, basically. That's true. Yeah. Yep. You're either in a hardcore band or you're in a, yeah. you're a Scientologist. Yeah. Inside you are two wolves. <laughs> All right, everybody. Let's get this out of the way. Uh, follow rate review. Give us a rating. We've done this for 200 episodes. So should we still continue to do this? I don't know. It's just time filler at this point. Uh, follow rate review. Give us a follow on all major podcast platforms. Uh, give us a rating. Dan, rating? Five-star party, Five baby. Star party. And uh, give us a review. If you want to support us non-monetarily, the best way to do that is by giving us a review. Um, that helps us get into the old Apple algorithms and, uh, we can, um, I don't it helps know. brighten our day too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's we, nice. We reading love reviews. reading them. Yeah. Um, they're always special in our hearts. So, um, but if you do want to support us monetarily, there's two ways to do that. One way is through a link in our bio. There's a listener support section and, uh, go there you can donate some money to the podcast uh if the best way though to support us monetarily is daniel oh yeah it's sub with prime (laughs) sub with prime baby uh steal from the rich give to the poor actually it's not you're making the rich richer yeah Um, guys but we would appreciate your you know hard-earned money if you support it directly but you know if you 
just want to save those pennies, maybe save them to come have a beer with us one day. Yeah. You know, sub with Prime. Don't use your hard-earned money. Use Jeff Bezos. Yeah, make so him throw a couple shekels our way. If you if you have a uh, an Amazon Prime account, um, and you have a Twitch account, and you can link those together, and you can sub to the podcast for free. Um, we get a kickback and you get to watch the podcast without any ever advertisements. Um, it's a cool oh, yeah. thing. We get kickback. It's, it's all good. It's all fun. All good. All fun and games. Uh, but yeah, so prime. And as always, we are a part of the part of the hopped up network. Hopped up network is an ever growing group of independent craft beer podcasts, much like our own. If you like our podcast, you might like some of the others on the network. Check them out. www.hoppedupnetwork.com. Instagram at Hopped up network. Oh yeah. They don't get one. Maybe <laughs> when they start feeding us money, then then they'll get they'll then they'll deserve their air horns. Nicest people. I always forget that they follow me on my personal one until I post a picture of my kid <laughs> and then they're just like, Hop that network liked your post. I went, What? Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Uh gotta love them. Gotta love them. Yeah. Um do we let's get into this uh this first beer um jeff bezos is the grown-up version of dan yes that is pretty on point yeah man i would say the physicality is still there he still looks like that dancing baby yeah i love i love the juxtaposition of um they did that like early um interview with jeff bezos when he's like in his he's in his like uh 93 toyota corolla and they're like jeff you're worth a billion dollars you know uh amazon is taking off why are you still he's like i like to stay rooted and and you know I, i i don't need fancy things and cut to a couple years later after he's divorced and he's got a uh 600 foot super yacht and he's building a a clock in a mountainside (laughs) that is that's rich people shit right Mm -hmm. there he's building a a doomsday clock in a mountain mountains so he's building a (laughs) clock in a mountainside that will run longer than we will exist what's it gonna run off of i don't know dan gears Mountain energy. Oh, you can't energy. just bring this up without not having all the like answers here. I don't. I don't think anybody <laughs> has the answers yet. That's going to run off of Amazon stock, apparently. Oh man, it, it's just like what Amazon is seeping out of us. He it's sold like, like two billion dollars worth of Amazon stock the other day to help fund this. <laughs> the Jeff Amazon clock. Be- it's going to be like the Watchmen with the Amazon yeah. Tuesday clock now. <laughs> Jeff Bezos clock. There it is. Um. Oh, there's a whole website. Oh, it's a .net, LOL. <laughs> oh, man. The 10,000-year-old clock. All right. Oh, it's supposed to run for 10,000 years? Yeah. Um, <sighs> what if you could build a clock that would last for 10,000 years? Nobody has ever thought of ever. Um, a clock that would that would tick only once a year, bong once a century, and cuckoo once a millennium. A clock that would Jeff. be a symbol of long-term thinking and a reminder of our responsibility for the future. Really, you're just gonna, Jeff. You're just gonna like be like <laughs> avant-garde with everything now. 
Oh. Dude, could you imagine like he like forty two million dollars? By the way, is what it this costs. guy? Yeah, it's, this guy, uh, this guy Danny Hillis or something is the is the father of the clock. Apparently, like, can you imagine if he just like caught Jeff Bezos like in something that he can just like hold over his head completely, or yeah. that, or like he got Jeff Bezos to sign for this like drunk after like at, a, at an after party or something? Jeff, I got this idea for a clock, man. I want I want to get your input on it. And they like bumped a fucking line of coke off a toilet, and he's like, "I'm in, I'm in, hundred percent in, man. Let's do it." Yeah, it's yeah, it's got to be something where like like he convinced him to do like a line of coke off a, a tranny hooker's dick or something like that, and he's like Jeez. taking pictures, and he's like, "Yes, my clock is made." Yeah, he's like, "I'm gonna get this clock made. Yeah. I got Be- I got Bezos in my right pocket." It's basically the uh, it's basically the. Uh, the the plot of the movie Rockstar starring Mark Wahlberg and Jennifer Aniston. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it consists of several components, such as a solar synchronizer, a pendulum, a chime generator, and a series of gears and dials. The clock is 500 feet tall and Sounds spans the entire right height of the mountain. Gets worse, Dan. Um, the clock is synchronized with the sun every noon. And it keeps track of the year, century, and millennium. It also has a chime generator that will create over 3.5 million unique bell chime sequences, ensuring that no two days will sound the same. The clock has a five-room-sized anniversary chambers. Uh, one yeah, for each of the, yeah. <laughs> um, here's the best part. Um, the chambers are sealed spaces for time-related artifacts and messages for humanity's future the first chamber will contain a model of the solar system and the others will be left for future generations to fill Ugh. i don't like it <laughs> i hate it i hate it you, for, two, 42 million dollars could have been used somewhere else affordable housing yeah <laughs> yeah but those bums can get jobs jeez <laughs> I mean, I, I, that's the thinking behind like all these multi-trillionaires that are like, hey, you could, you know, you could solve homelessness and it wouldn't even affect your bottom line. And they're like, ah, fuck them. Yeah. Fuck those bums. It's like the uh, let them eat cake. Um, when uh, what's his uh, what's her name said that um, Marie Antoinette. Yeah. Before she got her head chopped off, the mm-hmm. people were starving because they didn't have bread. So she goes, well, let them eat cake. Because she thought, oh, if they don't have bread, they could just eat cake. Yeah, she was also like 13 years old. <laughs> so, you know. it's Different it's, time, man. It was yeah, a different time. Different time, yeah. Yeah, it different was a time. very mature 13 years old <laughs> at the <laughs> time. <laughs> different time, Tom. Different time. Yeah, yeah. People, people died at the age of 20 back then. Right. <laughs> yeah, all the poop in the streets. Why, are we, they said why are we getting 40, sick? I'm just saying like 40 was like when you're over the hill. Yeah. It's like, it's like so not considered anything anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I guess technically 40 would be over the hill now. Right. Still. Oh, Tom, stop it. Come like, on. I'm not. We're, we're, 
We're, we're just rolling towards it. Well, like we're, we're the Jeff Bezos clock. We're just ticking right to it. I think we did this on another episode. We're just this is this is our our clip show. Uh, we're just oh yeah, we're doing we're re, yeah. We're reliving topics from uh, from yesterday. Uh, Damn it! You get the two hundred man. It's like man, what haven't what haven't we not? Talked yeah, what about? are we? What are we not? Yeah. Um, we uh yeah it was I think we did it um we talked about life expectancy. Life expectancy is something like 78.6 years old. So we're 40 is past middle age. You know, time to go out and get a Corvette, Dan. It's going to go out, get like a late 90s one too. Mm -hmm. Just not even like a good one. No. Just like a late, like a late 90s one. Just it's not not bad when you consider the Corvettes of today, the Euro trash Corvettes of today. Oh, those mid-engine supercars? Yeah. yeah. Speaking of mid-engine supercars, you want to drink this beer? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. Supercars and Milwaukee. That's things that go hand in hand. Milwaukee. Oh man. I'm 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 stoked for this because I've had uh the only other beer I've ever had from New Glarus was their uh Oktoberfest, and it is a treat. <laughs> But, I mean, apparently this is the one you have to drink if you're going to have New Glarus. Guys, we are going to be drinking Spotted Cow. Uh, it's a cast-conditioned ale. has been a popular choice among the brew, uh, among brews since long before Prohibition. Damn, so this goes long before Prohibition. It's a pioneer spirit with our Wisconsin farmhouse ale, brewed with flaked barley and the finest Wisconsin malts. Give a nod to our farmers with a little hint of corn. Oh, man, this is great like that get the old c5s one of the worst gens of vets yeah probably i don't know i don't know anything about vets i just no. vets were right. cool past 1969 <laughs> oh dude i should get an ario speedwagon shirt and do the billy madison scene yeah. when he shows up to high school <laughs> <laughs> um wow way, way to be morbid uh what if we die and still have and still have to pay taxes? Ooh, man. Yeah. I don't know if I want to touch on that, Dylan. I really just want to crack this beautiful new glare yeah, spotted Cal Hale let's, here. Uh, <laughs> let's uh let's crack this thing. Let's Three, two, one. Ooh. I don't know, Tom. They just call it an ale. So I thought it was a farmhouse. Yeah, like a farmhouse ale, but like they it's, yeah, like it even says on just even on the on the can, it just says like you know it's just their their ale. Yeah, original farmhouse ale right there. It's crazy that like a farmhouse ale is like the uh, the Yingling of our area or of like Wisconsin. Yeah, like this is their Yingling out there. Hmm. Yeah, twelve ounce farmhouse. Yeah, who'd have thought? Not me. That's beautiful sure. color though. I do yeah. like it. Nice clarity. Yeah. A little bit of haze to it. Dan, Sancha. Cheers. Ooh. That it's is a, a treat right yeah, there. It's solid. Uh, yeah. And Chamonix has a great IPA coming back this week. I never knew how much I wanted corn in a farmhouse ale. It's like, it's like a farmhouse ale that had like sex with an American lager. And this is the child. Like, this is like the crispiest 
farmhouse ale I've ever had. This is, um, <clears throat> yeah, this is kind of exactly what I would expect the state beer of Wisconsin to be. <laughs> this is a Wisconsin beer. Mm-hmm. Like this pairs well with like cheese and high cholesterol. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Yeah, the kind of the kind of beer that people would like. This is the kind of beer that would say, "Get get your fancy IPAs out of here." Yeah, this is the kind of beer that just goes well with that accent. It, it yeah. appears well. Appears well. Oh with yeah. That uh, Midwestern accent, don't you know? Don't you know? Oh gosh. Would you, yeah, get me a new Glarus, would you? <laughs> get, get me a pint of new Glarus. Ooh, uh, do they got the new Glarus variety packs at the store? You go down there to the Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> the variety oh. pack is just six of these beers. <laughs> There's six different spotted cows. One's more cornier than the other. <laughs> Dude, the corn is hot, is hot on this yeah. beer too. Like it's that's it's got such an American lager taste with it. <laughs> Not that corn, Tom. <laughs> Sorry, it's always where my mind goes. Um, um, Wisconsin, Dan. Yes. Did you know we were getting a snowstorm today? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. You were aware of it. I was not. I'm, I'm always aware of snow, Tom. I got a. I got a. Uh, I got an email yesterday from work, and it was like, uh, you know, snowstorm, whatever this is, a little red or something. It was like uh, Lorraine. Yeah, something like that. Um, but. Uh, um, it Oof. was like snowstorm Lorraine's coming up the uh, the coast probably going to be bad you should all work from home and I was like oh I wonder I wonder who's going to get hit hard with that and I looked it up and I was like uh, my wife was like yeah we're, we're going to get smacked with snow yeah I was like oh are we now I've been looking at my weather app all week and it was just saying rain yeah. I don't know when, yeah. it, when did it turn to snow? Oh, uh, <laughs> this, this will probably answer all your questions, Tom. Um, Sunday, Sun, Sunday, uh, mm, Sunday afternoon it. into yeah. the evening. That'll, in fact, uh, we actually discussed it at the share. I believe we all, we all looked at our phones like, ah, I think we're going to get snowstorm. Did we? Um, yeah. that's news to me. Um, I, I do follow the, uh, yeah. Someone's play someone playing with the weather machine. Yeah, it's Jeff Bezos. Mm-hmm. It's the after the clock, he's got the weather machine. That's up next. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I saw you know winter storm coming down. I mean, the uh, northeastern part of the United States got hit way worse, man. I think even just in the Poconos, they got ten inches. Everyone else oof. up there, like foot and a half, almost like over, well over a foot. Yeah. It was hard. So, hard I mean, and fast. we definitely got a little bit of it, but man, what we got because it was warm. Like, yeah, I don't know if you, I don't know if you saw on Instagram. I went biking yesterday. Yeah, dude, I was I was biking, and then immediately twenty four hours later, we had like seven inches of snow out there. It it hit warm air and just got wet. Like it was the wettest yeah. snow. Yeah, I hate it was shoveling. It was yeah, it was less than ideal shoveling. Um. Yeah, it was it was hard and fast. Uh, only a couple hours. The way Tom likes it. Yeah, yeah. Pause. Um, hard and fast, no lube. <laughs> um, yeah, it, I mean, it was it, it accumulated quickly, and and then it just melted. 
It did, yeah. But there was some you still had to shovel. It was yeah. like there was oh, there was yeah. volume mm. where like I shoveled like I shoveled my sidewalk and like around the cars mm. and like you know another two inches landed on it after i shoveled because it was still snowing when i did that mm. and that all went away but like the heavier stuff that i had to get later dude i was like throwing out my arms doing that yeah it's tough it was like shoveling like just wet like well, it felt a, like there was like a base layer of slush yeah, exactly. It felt like when you get to like your bottom of your ice cream after you've been eating it. Yeah. And it's just like it's still wet, but there's like still like significant volume in there. But it was like one of those snows where like the uh, where the the plows were just doing like a quick pa- like only had to do like a quick pass and then it just melted like the melted off the uh, off the roads. Yeah. Oh, dude, I, I was so mad. I, I opened the driveway like cleared the driveway out so um, my wife could leave for work, and then the plow came and just like completely undid everything. I did. <laughs> <laughs> like just moved it right there. Honestly, were you dude, out there ten- shaking your hand, shaking your fist at the at the plow? I never felt more like having a beer at nine thirty in the morning than I did watching <laughs> that. Um, dude, <laughs> wow, Chris White going through it today. Nothing better than struggling to get to work. I can't even imagine what the roads were like. Well, this it was that heavy ass snow, yeah. dude. There were wires down. People's power was going out. Honestly, I'm surprised that we got this podcast together tonight. I, I mean, somebody farts on Tom's house and like we lose oh, internet. Oh yeah, yeah. I was um yeah I was definitely worried about that. Um yeah, Chris White it works. Power went out. Did you just throw your hands up and go home? Now you yes. just gotta sit there until the until they just make the decision. Yeah, you just sit there in your cold office because there's no power. Um, but yeah, so Dan, you wanted to have uh, a beer at nine a.m. after shoveling. What um, <laughs> what, what what would you? Uh, I think it was just out of frustration and just being like sheer exhausted. But it was like kind of like that, you know. After two o'clock, I would say when I did the two o'clock shovel, when I got the heavy stuff out of the way, that's when I was like, do I clock back into work now? And like, I kind of wanted a beer while I was there. And I was like, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. It's a little early. Not going to do it. But man, I wanted a like that post mowing beer, but like after shoveling. Yeah. But I feel like it's a different type. Like what, like what beer, like we talked about crispies with mm-hmm. like the, you know, after mowing the lawn, admiring your work, you had the post mow lawn, which is like, I yeah. would almost put the spotted cow as a post mow lawn. A solid post mow lawn. Yeah, solid post mow lawn. Um, and then, you know, I think we did talk shoveling beers. You know, it, hey, it is a clip show, but uh, we might have talked this. Ooh, I remember exactly what beer we talked about shoveling beers with. What's that? We did a, I think it was like a, either a Czech dark lager or a porter from um, wrong crowd in Westchester. Okay. And we discussed yes, shoveling. Yes. yes. That there was a, a wrong crowd beer and it was called, uh, was it shoveling beer? Something like that, man. What was that? It was something to do with shoveling. Dude, it just hit me. But anyway, so we did talk about this and I think Wrong crowd had it right with, um, you know, the shoveling beer um, style because it was a dark beer. 
Yeah. So I feel like, you know, we should kind of go back to the shoveling beer and, uh, you know, kind of have a shoveling beer redux. You know, we're back. It's another snowstorm episode. You know, have yeah. we evolved? Has there been a better beer for us to shovel with? The beer was called Done Shoveling. Yes. And it was a Tamave Pivo. It was a Czech dark lager. I knew it. I was like, yes. Yeah. It was a, it's a solid one. I feel like that is just a really good. I feel like that's a good, like you're done shoveling. You come in, you like take, you know, take off all your wet clothes and you sit and you sit down and enjoy a nice dark Czech lager or, um, like a Dunkel or a Mirzen. Maybe we don't yeah. have to redux. We have the same opinion because I think we said that about this. We were just like, Dan, well, this is like exactly what you would drink after shoveling. Dan, I would say something also. Now, I just said this is like, you know, you come in, you kick off all your all the wet clothes and, and you settle down. How about having a beer sitting in the snow? waiting for you to be done for you to crush before you go in the house. Ooh, I have never, Ooh, I've never, I've never done the beer while I'm still outside. So I did it once with, and I took a picture of it. It's on our Instagram. Oh um, yeah, you did. Yeah. Okay. A cherry sour oh, from okay. the Laramere. And oh yeah. I remember this now. It was fine. It was good. It was refreshing. I feel like look at us inadvertently doing a clip show. Yeah, we're just inadvertently doing a clip show. Um I think a, just a macro lager. Like to have like a can of Bud or Miller Lite or yeah. or a bottle of like High Life sitting in the snow while you is shovel. The, yeah, is it the same as like the beer you have while you're mowing along like I guess are are they the exertion beers? Like those are the beers you want to have while you're engaging in some sort of strenuous activity. Well, I think, I think that's the beer. Like this is the beer that like you finish shoveling. Cause I'm not going to, I don't know. I don't know if I feel, I I don't know if drinking the beer while shoveling is the best plan. Yeah, no, definitely not. No, it has to be right after. yeah, Yeah. This is like, I'm done shoveling. I'm standing in front of the garage and I just want to crush this before I go inside. Yeah, you're just like kicking snow out of the uh, snowblower and just like, yeah. you're about to walk in, but you're like, you know what? Like, I'm warm because I've just exerted myself. Like, I'm not going to get cold. Right. Let me drink a beer until I feel cold and I'll go back in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um. So, yeah, I think I think that's the uh, I think that's the play and something dark when you come in. Yeah, um, something dark when you're yeah when you're when you're warming up you're by the fire maybe um i think i think a, like a dark lager is good i even think like a like a russian imperial stout Ooh, yeah yeah if you want to get real stouty like something malty uh, something malty and roasty yeah like if it's a long day of like shoveling like make like if you're getting it done towards the evening and you're like hey like I'm done. I'm just going to pop in the shower real quick. And when you come out and you just get that Imperial stout, like just sitting there by the fire, you're nice and clean. You know, you have nothing to do for the rest of the day. That Russian Imperial just sneaks out and goes, Hey, Hey, Hey buddy, you want to crack You want to crack this? 
that's that's a good uh yeah oh man post shoveling beers i love yeah. it i i really have to kind of circle back because i'm really enjoying the spotted cow i think this is one of the best beers we've had in a while mm-hmm. as like, pretty unique but just like completely crushable like this yeah, thing drinks like it, it drinks like a lager like to be honest like there's a little bit of a funk to the farmhouse ale but like the corn and like just the malt build on this is it's got such a like a lager taste to it yeah it's super refreshing um yeah completely crushes yeah i agree um i agree with all your points there dan um yeah the corn the corn does uh reign supreme in this beer though oh yeah this beer's all corn and it's great that we're talking about uh like shoveling beers because i do have a quintessential shoveling beer for the next one okay I like that. Um, and then I think we have an article to get into as well. So, Oh, yeah. We have something that's going to touch the hearts of everybody, all of our listeners here, uh, people in the industry, people outside of the industry. Uh, we're going to be talking flights. Yeah. We got, you got, a, that, you got that boo? You got that boo? Uh, do I? No, I don't. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah, wait, wait, boo. wait. We got to get it. Hold on. Let me, let me start again. There it is. Yeah, nice. flights. Yeah. Um, I found a very well um, written article about flights and kind of like real reasons why like you shouldn't be drinking flights. Okay. And I think we had a deep dive into this. Tom, where are you at in your beer right now? I'm good to go. You're good to go? Yeah. Nice. I am good to go. All right. So let's dive into this. Okay. So. I don't know. Obviously, <laughs> I hope Phil doesn't mean it. Oh man, I like when a folksy beer holds up. Yeah, I gotta say this is this beer holds up. Yeah, yeah. This is a delicious beer. Um, All right. Let's go. So, I was looking at the uh, I was looking at this article about flights, and the one thing that um, stuck out to me was. Um, there was a quote that just said, I hate beer flights. And it was from the owner and head brewer of Notch Brewing in uh, Salem, Massachusetts. Okay. Which uh, we've heard of Notch in the past. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we've talked about them before. But, you know, it got me kind of like, you know, it, they knew who – they found a, a pretty – a very decent hype brewery and they got the whole uh, – they got you tied into it. They're like, we're going to tell you – why flights are bad in certain like columns. So first uh, column that they talk about. So there's, there's a couple, I'll just go down the column. So beer drinking experience is one of the reasons uh, logistics and service uh, pricing and profit and then brand image. So those are the, uh, those are the basically the areas in which flights are the worst thing for breweries. Okay. Um, let's, Dan, you want to crack this next beer, and then we'll uh, we'll get deep into this article. Yeah, I'm I'm ready While to you break uh, your desk. hop in. No, <laughs> <laughs> I I hit that stupid tripod from our Instagram live. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm ready to dive into this uh, next beer while we go into uh, into ours. Do you have yours already set up? I do, I do. Um, so I'll bring mine yeah, up while I'll you bring pull yours. yours up. I'll grab mine. I'm staying on the corn train. And I am going with, where are you? Share. 
old growth from our old friends at Treehouse Brewing Company. Ooh. So old growth is our Kentucky common ale and a companion to our house-made bourbon, old growth. Brewed with a wealth of available information, we utilize six-row barley, corn, there it is, rapid, uh, crystal malt, black malt, and cluster hops to recreate this historical style that is mostly lost to our past. Pouring a deep orange color into, a gl- into the glass, it carries flavors of sweet corn, rapid, uh, mildly caramelized <laughs> malt. let it go, are you? No, and uh, earthly, or earthy classic hops. Uh, so this is... Uh, Continuing our resurgence into non-hype treehouse beers. Yeah, I mean we're just we're 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 getting out of the haze with treehouse. We've been deep in their lager program. Yeah, we are. We're 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 getting into treehouse lager company. Yes, we are. From Charlton. Oh man. I mean, and and if you're looking at looking for a. A treehouse beer shop. that doesn't look like a treehouse beer yeah. at all. <laughs> the label shop on this. That's a beautiful, yeah. yeah that's just, a beautiful it looking just label looks right like, there. It looks like an old bourbon label. You gotta love that. Little little uh It looks like know. it was keistered by your grandparents during the prohibition. Yeah, but it was keistered by our friend. It was keistered by our friend. Um the biggest keister we know. Oh, he he's got he's it's, some say gaping. Yeah, there's no limit to what this man can keister, guys, and that's the beer mule, everybody. Oh, should have guessed that this was coming. Uh, there it is. <laughs> um, we've mentioned there's no limit to what he can keister. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've uh, we've talked about it a lot on the podcast, and it goes with our theme of uh, our theme of uh, the clip show. But we are a sucker for little a little gold foil action in there, and just the black on black with the gold foil. It's just with a mixture of fonts. It it this yeah, speaks it's to a me. Beautiful can man. The typography, the the the, the the beautiful use of typography. The feng shui on it. It's yeah, just it's, it's just fantastic. Well laid out. Yeah, yeah. it's got uh, everything is in its place there. Yeah. So, Dan, what are you going with? Well, I'm pretty sure we've had it on the podcast here before. Um, but we just talked about having, uh, you know, host shoveling beers. Yeah. And I'm going to go. I'm going dark. I'm going dark and crispy here. I'm going Ooh. to Mavi 13, a double decocted. That's double decocted dark lager brew with Czech Zaz hops and floor malted bohemian barley jet black with a Capitan foam. Medium body with a mild drying roasting character. Notes of aniseed and dark bread crust. I am ready to crack into this bad boy. All right, Dan, let's get a crack here. Um, wait, what happened to me? There he is. Wait. What? Wait. Why am I? Well, I don't know. My screen's all wonky. Oh, uh, I was just right. getting us no, back to our no, normal no, screen. We're, yeah, okay. we're, we're good. We're good. My screen was just wonky and still showing the... Uh, the page. Oh, All right. Okay. Three, two, one. Ooh. Wow. Oh, and Tom, yeah. You were talk you were talking about uh label shop, and I was just like staring at this beautiful label as I get this guy poured out here. Um 
I think human robot never misses when it comes to a label. Yeah, it's a it's rare if they ever do. Oof. Look at this like it's just beautiful retro looking got a little bit of gold font on that. Yeah. I am uh I'm curious. Have you have you uh had this one, Dan? Have I had the what? This the Oh no, I Kentucky have not Common? had that one. Nope. I've well no, I've had a Kentucky Common in the past, not from No, no, uh, I mean for the Treehouse one cuz you you gave this to me via yeah, so, the mule. So uh so the mule had uh curated some four packs for gotcha. us. So that was oh, Okay. That was curated for you, my friend. Oh, wow. I didn't know that this was such a personal touch to it. The mule the mule's um attention to his keister is only shadowed by the attention he brings to his friends. Uh, wow, it was beautiful, Dan. Thank you. It's very beautiful. Sancha. <laughs> Cheers, man. Oof. Roasty. Wow. This is um continues to be a revelation from Treehouse. We had their um was it the Hells? We had the Grodzitski last Grodzitski, week. Grodzitski, that's what it was. We've had um, the Hells before in the past. I've brought the Hells over. The Grodzitski um, was one of my favorites. Fantastic. Probably the best Grodzitski I've had. This is just a great. It's like it's like a Tamave Pivo light. Ah, it's like really? a Tamave Pivo with corn. With corn? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it, so the there's a ton of roastiness from the malts. Malts are um they're the star here. And baby, we in malt season right now. Yeah. But that that corn, like the the subtle sweetness from the corn. Yeah. In the background is really really nice. Yeah, corn just adds a another level to like the malt backbone of a of a beer. I don't know. I enjoy it in you know when lagers present it because it just gives it that like. I don't know, and it's crazy though if you look in the Ron Heitzkabat, it's actually like an off flavor. Like it's it's not a, it's not supposed to be a flavor indicative of like what germans know as a lager but like right. that american lager kind of like paved the way to like hey you put corn in it might be pretty sweet and you might like it yeah yeah it's it's a i mean they just see it as an adjunct und, und yeah ad, exactly und adjunct. The, yeah corn is like what lactose is to tom like corn is a german is yeah is a german's like lactose fair it's fair <laughs> um I mean, if we if we learned anything from Jeremy Myers, that uh, Germany's coming around on the on the old toasts. Yeah, yeah, they the the, the non run Heitzkabat beers yeah. that they make over there. Germans you know, trying be toasting. To, trying to mimic the, uh, yeah, you know, trying to mimic America. Yeah, it's kind of like when all those like uh, Swedish uh, metal bands started doing like new metal for a little bit. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, in flames got in there. Yeah, they started getting real new metal, and you're like, yeah. just like, come on, man, go back to what you guys do best. <laughs> yeah, come on, you glorious ginger bastard. Ah, so how, how's the how's the Tamave Pivo treating you, Dan? It's 
it's everything I hoped a shoveling beer would be. Uh, six hours after shoveling. <laughs> Settling down after uh, a long day of uh, shoveling and then running in and having meetings in my snowboard pants. <laughs> like just <laughs> sitting at home, like talking to customer, like clients and just like sitting there being like, I'm not going to turn my camera on because I'm sitting here wearing a hoodie, a beanie and a pair of snowboard pants right now. <laughs> That's fair. But you know, six hours later, enjoying a nice dark full bodied beer like this, not even full bodied. Like it's a, it's a medium body. I would say the mild drying roast character is great. Yeah. And that, that dark bread crust description. I love a nice bready, like dark beer like this. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one. Um, did they do what it, the did they do a ten degree? Am I wrong there? The Tamave Pivo ten degree? No, they do a check ten, which is oh, that's like what a I'm check. thinking of the check ten. Then. Yeah. yeah, same label style. Yeah, similar. Yeah. Yep, very similar to that. Uh, that check, um, any I most of their check beers, they have this real like almost like European kind of like marketing to it. Um, so is there more to that? Uh, is there more to that article? That flight article? Yeah. So like every uh, every column has a little more descriptor. So like okay. the beer drinking experience one, I think is one that we can kind of talk about with what like um, like the beer drinking experience and what flights kind of do to ruin that because we've we talked about it on the podcast before of like uh, a beer's journey in a, like a sixteen ounce glass. You know, uh, you're getting a cold to like room temperature, and uh, glassware is something that um, glassware and volume are two things that they highlight in this article as like things that reasons why uh, breweries shouldn't have flights and what it does to beers um, like true, uh, I guess, experience. So like glassware, you know, you're going to have like, you know, Belgians, you know, in a nice stem tulip glass is how you should be serving them and stuff like that. And you're putting them in these tiny little like five ounce shot glasses on a flight. Right. Like, are you getting the true experience of this Belgian beer on this little five ounce pour on a flight? Um, same with, and that goes hand in hand with volume too. Yeah. Like how much, how many sips does it take to like fully experience a beer? Hmm. That's a good, I, I've never, I never thought about that. Like how many sips does it take? Yeah, exactly. Like, does is five ounces and like palate contamination is another thing too that they talk about. So, like, if you're not drinking water in between each five ounce, yeah, you know, are you are you washing your palate well enough, or are you having too many abrasive beers in your flight that they're just going to affect each other right. as you drink them? And how many people are just having like taking a sip of each beer, sip, 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 yeah. sip, 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 sip. You know exactly. And there's also like. To be honest, like we're like, I guess you'd have to be pretty smart at this juncture or a craft beer expert to know, like, but temperature and carbonation, like, are you getting to the beers in time in your flight? Right. Where you're going to experience the carbonation and the temperature that they sh recommend you drink this beer at. And then you run to, you got to run to untapped and, and rate the, uh, rate the lager low because it tastes like the sour that you have two beers before this. Yeah, exactly. And um, I thought that was a, uh, you know, 
I thought those were all very good points for yeah. like the product itself. Um, and then they go into where, um, my favorite, my favorite reason why you shouldn't serve flights is logistics and service. Okay. <laughs> Did you just fart? Mm-hmm. That yeah. was awesome. <laughs> Thank you. But no, this, this goes out to our, uh, my fellow like front of house employees, uh, basically like to explain flights to, uh, you know, customers and to serve flights to customers when you're like the only bartender in a room of, you know, full of tap room, it just, it creates a negative tap room experience if you're constantly pouring flights and it's taking away from like, you know, getting pints out to like other customers and stuff like that. Um, you know, if you're going like, you know, beer drinkers who are listening on the podcast, if you're going into a brewery, it's packed to the gills. You got a bartender just straight hustling pints, you know, just pouring, you know, pouring pints. Don't go up there and ask for a flight. Don't do it. But this becomes into like logistics and services, which is like, you know, it's they're time consuming to fill for servers. Yeah. I mean, we've, I mean, we've, we've put out a bunch of memes with, you know, talking about uh, flights it's always, you know, on a Saturday, you know, it's four deep at the bar and you're asking for a flight. Yeah. It's just, it's not a good look. You're, you're making it hell for your beer tenders. Yeah, exactly. And like going back and seeing that who like orders flights, you know, somebody's going to come up and just like order a flight. Like you, it's tough to explain because there's so many, there's so many different people or different types of people who order Mm -hmm. flights. But like, as soon as you see them, you know, they're going to order a flight. Like it's be 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 careful. We don't want to, we don't want to offend anybody who is, uh, knows a a stroke victim. (laughs) Jeez. But you're going to have that, you're going to have that guy who comes up and he's going to be wearing for us in our like in our region of the United States, um, they're gonna be wearing a victory t-shirt. Okay. Yeah, fair. A victory t-shirt with a vest over it, a puff like a puffy, like mm-hmm. Eddie Bauer vest, too. Like, and it's clearly 30 degrees out. They could have had a, a something with sleeves, but they chose not to. Um, they've got a bass fishing hat on. You know, they're what they're saying is they like craft beer and they might know a thing or two about it. And they're going to let you know. Yeah. And they're like, do you offer flight? And they always want to offer flights. And I hate that. Or it's going to be like, just like a, like mid forties to like early fifties woman who just doesn't know what she wants. So just gets the flight Mm. and like, and there's people who, and they're not getting the complete experience of the beer. Just get tasters. Like you can, can I taste this? Like, yeah. and then you want to take that beer for a, and then take it for a journey, get a 16 ounce, get a 10 ounce pour, right? Even a 10 ounce pour, you could still get the same experience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the only way to combat that is just make, make flights outrageously priced. Charge 20 or bucks ju- for a flight. Or just don't offer them. But, right. I mean, or don't, yeah, the, or don't offer them. In the, in the same vein as outrageously priced. Um, I just, Basically what we do is like we make our five ounce pours a la carte. So like they're individually priced. So basically if you are, you're going to pay for, you're not going to pay, like you're not going to get a deal on like a flight. You're going to pay like per each one. Mm -hmm. And at the same time and almost have a crazy, a crazy tab compared to if you just had like 
you know, two to three pints of what you really wanted. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, I think that's, that's not a bad way to go about it. Like, Hey, we don't have flights, but you can do five ounce pours and they're each $3. So yeah, you know, you're going to pay $12 for, you know, for what you would normally, you know, pay like $6 for. Exactly. Yeah, flights, and that's actually where the uh, next yeah the next part goes into is like pricing and profit, like, um, yeah, some people you know the means the cost of each beer included in a flight like needs to be averaged into the single price with the lot and everything, so it's hard to judge like, you know, sales when you're just putting you know pouring flights out all the right. time. Yeah, I mean that makes sense because beers different beers they they cost different amounts. Yeah, it's like a bundle discount, which is like annoying. Yeah, just I, I'm just I'm vehemently against it. And yeah, I think most of our listeners and most of the people that we uh, talk to aren't flight people, which is good. Yeah. Yeah, not yeah. having those people is, uh, you know, in our immediate area is a godsend. But we have to put up with them when we go to the tap room. Um especially people who are working behind the bar. But yeah, very rarely yeah. I will order a flight. I think the last flight I ever ordered and I think it was because they advertised it was um sour Sundays at Free Will Brewing. Okay. Because there was like special cask pours. So they right. actually wanted you to get the flight because like they didn't have enough for like full pours. They were like, hey, you get the bundle of like all four barrels as a flight mm -hmm. and try all of the different sours. And I think that was the last time I had a, I had a flight. I think the last time I had a flight was Beer Zombies in Las Vegas. Oh, okay. I ordered, ordered a flight with my wife. And then we ordered, you know, Full pours after that. Yeah. And we were was, also the only people in the tap room. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, also, yeah, know your, yeah, know your environment too. Like, if you are someone who wants to try a bunch, like you, you were away mm -hmm. on a trip, like, it's not like you're ever going to come back to that, like, in a more recent time. Like, you went out there, you came back, but like, you're not always going out to, Vegas, maybe you want to try a few from out there. Um, you know, know your environment. Like, don't walk into a brewery if you're on vacation and you're like, man, I can't wait to try a ton of their beers. And you got a bartender who is just in the weeds back there. Mm -hmm. Like, you want you want good service and not a loogie at the top of your milk stout. Yeah, just just get a ten ounce and go sit down and wait it out. Yeah, yeah. I think at the end of the day, it's just don't don't order flights. Like there's don't really order flights. There's really there is no, no there is no, no reason them. to order flights. There is no. absolutely, and yeah, um, a lot of uh, what's crazy is there's one final category that they talk about as like the reason, and it's brand image, and this is kind of funny. What we're talking about, how like what I just brought up, and I didn't even read this part of the article, but I just kind of scrolled down to it. Um, it kind of goes along with what I was just saying about the guy who orders flights, but ordering flights is like what your dad did. So like you have these new drinkers who are out there now mm -hmm. and like flights are like 
they they look at his flights as embarrassing. They're like, this is something my dad did. Yeah, it's boomer shit. Yeah, it's boomer shit. <laughs> I'm just like reading it. I'm like, oh my God, it is boomer shit. <laughs> yeah. When I think of like when I think of like the person who's ordering a uh ordering a, a flight, it's like that boomer guy that comes in, you know, he's 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 wearing a uh he's wearing like a buttoned up shirt tucked into his khakis. Yeah. On a you know, on a weekend. He and still wears the cell phone outside on his belt loop. Yes. That's I mean, that's fair. If you really yeah. want to be a pain if you if if a, a beer tender is being a dick to you or something, I want a flight. Yeah, and I, I hate ass. Like I was just talking to uh, I was talking to a, a, a brewer friend of mine who uh, works at a brewery that should not be named on this podcast. We don't need that. We don't need that fire. We don't need that heat. Okay. But I uh, so he works at a brewery, and he was like, man. He's like, oh, I just like got lo- it. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. We were talking about him over the weekend, yeah. uh, brewing at a prominent brewery down here in Pennsylvania that mm-hmm. hasn't had a good image in the last couple of years. But yeah. uh, he was talking about, he, he just came up to the tap room and he's like, man, I love coming up here. He's like, I love that I can have a beer conversation with you. He's like, the beer tenders down at the, Keep that. We'll keep the name out of it. Um, you know like, the the uh, the. F- oh, not that one. Not it's that the, one. Nope. The, it's the. F- yeah. It's the yeah. It's the. Oh, I was gonna say. For, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm trying to time it up. The f- no, it's okay. One, two, three, go. No. Anyway, he was saying like they're just robots. They're there for a paycheck. They don't care about the product. They're just like. Yeah, they're just moving pints to move yeah. it like the tap room experience. And it's an FYI to like all beer tenders and stuff like the, the tap room experience is coming back. It's not yeah. just a conveyor belt of beers anymore. You got to know your you got to know your product, man. Right. Got to know it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you have that relationship with your regulars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're establishing that uh, networking. You got your regulars. You got to you got to be up on it anymore, man. It's not it's not a faceless like it's not a faceless business anymore where like you're just selling four packs out to like people in masks or, you know, you're just, you know, getting the beers out to people now, like the tap room experience is coming back where they want to talk about the beers. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Be up on it. Yeah. Do better. Just do, do better. better. Um, all right. Say no to flights. When they yeah. Ask. Say no to flights. Um, Dan, let's, uh, let's wrap up episode old, uh, two double zero here. 200 guys. Two zero zero. Um, yeah, it's been a, uh, it's been a trip. Um, this is the final episode of best, best friends pod. Um, yeah, we're done after this guys. (laughs) If you didn't see this coming, (laughs) Um, it's uh pair of pints bought us um be on the lookout for the next episode the best best for uh the best best pints in the world there you go the, <laughs> the pints family has been running this forever yeah the best best friends pint cast in the world yeah. um no we'll be back next week um we, we're always back you can't get rid of us we we didn't uh we didn't even talk about the beer share this weekend it was uh i'll be on the lookout for uh, a, a re- we'll put i'll put a reel out for it 
And uh, we've got some uh, little footage, little home movies, pr- proud dad moment over there, just like recording it. I'm like, we did it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun time from what I, the, the parts that I remember of it. Uh, yeah, we had a good beer share, I think. Solid uh, I think beer everything share. went solid beer share. I ended up, I, I may or may not have stolen a KBS from Matt. I I opened up my cooler and there was a KBS sitting up top. I was like, I don't remember him giving this to me. Did I just oh, did I just take it from him? Am I a bad? Oh, well, I, I mean, I'm a bad person, but am I that bad of a person? Yoink! <laughs> yeah, uh, an aged KBS. Like, uh, I'm not going to drink it. So, Matt, if you're listening to this, uh, if you want that back, I I will give it back to you. I didn't mean to I take it. I am so sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I am immensely sorry, and I am ashamed of myself. <laughs> Oh yeah, we uh we had a good beer share. Uh, yeah, it was fun all around. Next morning, oh, yeah. not great, but no, I think none of us uh, fared very well the next morning. So. No, no, but uh, yeah, you know, overall fun, good time. Um, but yeah, this has been Best Best Friends Podcast episode two hundred. <laughs> we out. We out. See you. Switching roles there. Ah. Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. This podcast is hosted by two bros, by two bros. So crack a beer and laugh at some videos, videos. Superhuman jump through barbed wire bricks. Fuck this shit. Hang out with little lunchbox, become a cluggalet, a cluggalet. Sometimes I'm a stouty boy, sometimes lazy. And this podcast is both, so it's all for me. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Cindy Crawford's a fan, how could you go wrong? So many pods up there, were it the ones for me.